They should have trade. They need to trade him to Latvia right now for uh, one of the Ball brothers. <laughs> for one of them, we'll take the futures on uh, Lamelo. Yeah, there you we go. don't want Leandro. He's trash. We'll take the futures on Lamelo. Cooking with jet fuel. Oh my gosh, that's electrifying. You're gonna get a lot of live action. Oh yeah. Here on the Shore Thing, uh, another Sunday, Warren Shore and Ryan Silva here on Talk Radio 1190. Thanks, everybody, for carving out some of your Sunday to join us here. Action-packed show for you today. In the second segment, we're going to touch on the NHL, or recap, because the NHL and NBA seasons are over. Champions have been crowned, so we'll talk about that in the second and then carry that over to a little bit of the third segment. And that we'll talk a little bit LeBron James free agency. And then we will transition into – we will let everybody know when the USA is playing in the World Cup, what, when their game times are, who they're playing. We will let them know at the start of the fourth segment. I know everyone's been dying to find out when they're playing, so we will let everybody know that. And then we'll talk a little U.S. Open, the national championship for golf. Our national championship is this week at Shinnecock Hills in New York. Should be quite the major as the second major of the year. And Dustin Johnson looks like a strong candidate as he won today. All right, Ryan, coming in with his new sunglasses tan line. Yeah, that's looking we call good. That. We call that the coach fit, the I coach know. tan. Yeah, it's brutal. Uh, I don't know if you can tell from where you're sitting. I can tell where I'm sitting. Well, yeah, but not only like do I have the raccoon tan, but like the <laughs> forehead too. I have the oh, forehead. Yeah. yeah, the forehead. It's brutal. Uh, but, uh, I mean, shoot, you know being out on the golf well, course. Yeah, the, the neck tan. The neck tan. I have the, the collared shirt V on the neck. Oh. What's also bad is I got my hair cut this week. I was, it was growing out more. So when I first got the haircut, like the neck where the hair was covering up, that was pretty white. So that was pretty bad. It's uh, funny you mention that. I got my hair cut on Friday as well, and my barber and I were lining up um, like how my haircuts were going to line up before the bachelor party yeah. and the wedding. And she was like, all right, once baseball season's over, you cannot wear a hat for the entire month of July. She goes, because this t- the difference in your neck and like your where you're because I get my hair cut real short on the sides in the back. She's like, it is a completely different person. So you're I'm putting you on a hat suspension for the entire month of July leading up to the wedding. I was like, yikes. All right. That's tough. That is tough. That's tough. Hate well, to see it. you could get some. You could try some bronzer. Yeah. But then that, but that, that gets that gets too messy yeah. and it could get uneven. Exactly. And just, it could be dicey. That could, that could be real bad unless you got some good. Uh, type of bronzer situation there. I see what Donald uses. He, his, he looks pretty I, good. Ooh, I think it's more of an orange tint, <laughs> not a bronze tint. To me, that's more tangerine orange <laughs> thing or pumpkin spice. I think he uses pumpkin spice thing. I can dig it. <laughs> so we need to find that out. All right. So before we get into that, we'll touch on the Rangers just a little bit. Uh, first, we'll see how their season, the series went against the Astros. Breaking news, it didn't go that great today. They lost on a walk-off balk. A balk-off. A balk-off, yeah. And, like, at first it wasn't even called, and A.J. Hinch came out to argue it. Jeff Bannister was not pleased. But what I really want to talk about the game today is that is this was this Matt Moore's last start as a Ranger? He pitched three innings, allowed six runs, five of those were earned, zero strikeouts, only threw 50 pitches, and his ERA is now up to a nice 
and he has not been good. Yeah, I mean, I, he has been it, pretty bad. I would I would say if it's not going to be his last start, it's probably coming up. You know, the fact that earlier this week they released Tim Lincecum after a couple goes at it in AAA, that he was bad enough that he couldn't even sniff the rotation or even come up as a as a reliever he or anything a like that. Guy, yeah. Right, right, right. But still, I mean. After Doug Fister went down the other night, you know, obviously they're going to be scraping the bottom of the barrel for pitching. So yeah. the fact that, you know, big time Timmy Jim couldn't even crack the pro leagues. I mean, Matt Moore, man, you're, you're I, I think he's right on the edge there too. I think if Doug Fister wouldn't have gone on the DL, we're probably looking at him and his Rangers tenure is over. Maybe his major league career over. Yeah, because like, I mean, he's not even good he, enough to like come out of the. I mean, maybe a lefty specialist was, at this that's point. What, that's where I was going next. The only thing is a, a bullpen guy, because the guy's still got talent, uh, or he had talent. He's 28, so he's still fairly young, and he's a lefty and he can throw, so there's always a market for those type of guys. But, uh, I mean, he has been awful. His, the last time his ERA was below. It was 7.88. The last start, it got down to 7.47. But the last time it wasn't in the sevens was on April 29th against Toronto. It was at 5.33. Then the next outing against the Indians, he gave up 10 runs in four innings, and it jumped up to 7.67. It hasn't touched the sixes yet. So that is just, I mean, not not good for who was – you gave him like he's on the books if you pick up his option next year for like nine million dollars. Yeah. Which is like well, I, I mean I understand it, what they were doing. They were trying to take I'm not faulting him. I like the signing. He's just not very good. Right. Yeah, no doubt. And but I mean, if we're really being honest, nine million for a left handed pitcher is fine. It, yeah, absolutely. But when you're can't even get sub seven ERA out of the guy, you can't sure. even get a strikeout out of the guy in a couple games, like you definitely gotta start looking at your options. Because, uh, I mean, even looking at their bullpen, I don't know if there's somebody that, you know, even if they sent him to the bullpen for a little bit and brought somebody, you know, into the rotation for him, I just look at There's nobody that jumps out that they could be able to make that swap. Yeah, no, there's nobody. Maybe Yolanda Mendez. But that's why I said Martin Perez, no matter how bad yeah. he is, you got to keep picking up his him. option because mm-hmm. he's, he's only, you're only paying him $6 million a year. Yeah. And there's six or $7 million. You know, that's a bargain for. He'll be a five, a five or a four guy. Like you just need bodies. Like right now, they have one. If you look at the roster next year, if you don't pick up uh, Perez's option, you're not Matt Moore is not coming back. Yeah, Hamels is gone, and Big Sexy. Unless you bring him back, there's one starting pitcher you'll have next year. And that's Mike Miner, who's pretty much better out of the bullpen than he is a starter. So, I mean, pitching is is going to be number one, and that brings to John Daniels getting the contract extension that he got. I understand it. This was his last year on his deal. I think if he got to the free, if he was, they let the contract run out, some team would have just rushed to pick him up. Probably, yeah. Because, I mean, he, he assembled the two World Series teams that got there. It's not his fault they lost. He put him in position to win the World Series, and he's given the franchise the greatest run of baseball they've had since 2010. Uh, I mean, they were terrible before they – they never made the playoffs, I think, until like 1995 or 96. And then those three years they made the – for a couple of years they made the playoffs. And then back in 2009, they were terrible until John Daniels came around. Like they were – Well, even the A-Rod days, they were the worst team in baseball. They were the doormat franchise of the league for pretty much the whole existence until 
John Daniels came there. So yeah. I totally understand them giving him the extension. But it's just you, you, they're in the middle. They're stuck in the middle. And in any sport we've seen, uh, you can't be stuck in the middle. But it's so hard to tell yourself we're going to lose 105 games. And people are like, well, it worked for the Astros. But the Astros also nailed like every top yeah. draft pick they had, except for Mark Appel. And they were still able to get good pitch. They were still able to get good enough pitching, but they nailed every position player at the top. And then Altuve turned in this power hitter that nobody saw coming. And they, you know, they had some luck in free agency, too. They did. So, they did. you know, again, we've, we t- talked about this uh, either last week or two weeks ago, how you just kind of, you need it all to come together, and none of it has come together for the Rangers. Even the Cole Hamels trade, that's kind of looking like a bust right now, too, just because he's not pitching well. And, like you said, they're right in the middle. So, even if he was giving him or giving them, like, a quality start, seven, eight, nine innings, whatever it may be, every time out, it would be different. But, I mean, like I said, the fact that they're right in the middle... And I mean middle, like their record, they're in the bottom half. They're like the fourth worst record in the American League. I mean middle of like a or bunch of guys. Do we rebuild or do we? Yes. Do you, they're stuck in the middle there, and like they don't have any young players. Like usually you're looking forward next year what young prospects are going to come up. Like everybody was waiting on Profar, Mike Olt, Gallo, Mazzara. Like these guys are ready. There's none of those guys you hear in the minor leagues. And, I mean, they got a bunch of old guys with big contracts, and what are they going to do? But a couple quick things before we take our first break here. And the draft was this past week. They took a couple of high school pitchers early. This guy, Cole Wynn, Keith Law, who's the ESPN draft guy, said he was top 10 selection. They got him at 15, throws like in the mid-90s, and he's a high schooler, so they got pitching there. And then their second pick, Owen White, he was also a pitcher, so they got some pitching uh, there, so... That's kind of where they went uh, uh, early. And then we'll try and get on the show next week, uh, Jace Easley, who is uh, he's an outfielder, and the Rangers took him in the fifth round. Couldn't get him on late travel things. Couldn't get him on this week, but we'll try to get him on uh, next week. So uh, he's a son of uh, Damian Easley. So they kind of went, they went heavy on the uh, high schoolers early on. I, they didn't take one college guy in the first five picks. So – does that kind of tell you that they're planning for five or six years in the future, do you think? I, yeah, I mean, look, I don't think you're ready to hit on any draft pick that wants to come up and like... Especially high school pitchers. Those yeah, are high main. school pitchers, you're not counting on those guys to come up You for get a high school three, position player, you know, you get a Mike Trout or Bryce Harper. Obviously, those are generational yeah. type players. But, I mean, even still, a couple of these other guys, you know, the two cats over there for the Braves. Um, and Swanson? Uh, Swan- no, no, not Swanson. Um Acuna and oh, uh, yeah. and uh, who's the other one that just went down with? He had that Alva Al- Ozzy Albiez. Yeah, yeah. Both of those guys are young. I think they're both. Yeah, but they were Latin guys, I think. So they were in the but, system for a while. Okay, okay. But I'm still, I'm, no, I'm, 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 you know, I'm talking about like 18, 19, 20 year old guys. I think guys. these guys probably aren't coming up to like 21. Right. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, like Earliest. you said, the fact that these high school kids, you have to be setting the bar and expecting them to all kind of come up. Probably within four or five years. Well, and you're hoping they're all they all pan out. They, yeah, all, they all pan, pan out. out. Yeah. Like uh, you hope they all pan out. All right, we come back here on the short thing. We will talk about the Washington Capitals and the Golden State Warriors. And I don't think the cup has left Alex Ovechkin's hands or his since, mouth. <laughs> or his, no, it's left his mouth. But I think his hands have been just handcuffed. Oh, yeah. If he found a way to handcuff himself to the cup, he did that since. Uh, Wednesday night, Wednesday or no Thursday night yeah. when they won the cup. That and more here on the short thing on Talk Radio. Three eighteen. Radio. There's a conclusion to my 
get into the finals in both leagues, Stanley Cup final and then the NBA finals. We'll start with the Stanley Cup. The, the Capitals win their first uh, cup in franchise history. 44 years. The only second time they made it there. Won four in a row against Vegas after they lost the first game. And that game five was uh, fantastic. All-timer. It was a fantastic game. Uh, the They scored with five minutes to go. The Capitals, Lars uh, Eller. Like a puck that went right through Flurry's legs, That's like brutal. sitting right there. That was tough. But uh, I thought the series was played pretty tough. Like it was a good. If you look at the series, I don't know if you. They obviously won in uh, five, five games, but other than the game they blew them out like six to two, all the games were pretty were like fairly close and entertaining games. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, obviously, you know, if you're a Vegas fan or a player on Vegas, you're going to be upset that you just lost. Four to one in the Stanley Cup final, yeah. but I mean, there's nothing to hang your head about. I mean, no. I know, I know, I know. Pro players aren't big on the moral victory type deal, neither am I. But yeah, you were in the thick of things every single game, except for I think it was Game Three that they lost six to two. That's more for the fans, though. Like the players, yeah. James Neal. This is the second year in a row he's lost in the Cup final. Yeah. Like he's thinking, how many more times am I going to get a chance to get a cup? Like or have a chance at this? Two years in a row, I'm in it and I lose both times. Like. That's tough. Oh, for sure. I mean, but obviously if anybody is a hockey fan or just a sports fan in general, you got to be happy for Ovi. Finally oh, cracking sure. that. I, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm sure we were going to touch on that. But, yeah, I mean, yes. the fact that he's just been grinding it away. He's been one of the best players of our generation that we've seen. And he just, you know, they've had some brutal, heartbreaking losses where they're the one seed, time in, time out, and just can't even make it to the Eastern Conference Finals, can't get past the Penguins. They finally do that. They make it to the Finals, beat Tampa Bay in a Game 7. And then they just, you know, after dropping that first one, they just played great hockey through and through. Holtby played really well uh, most yeah. of the most the series so i mean that it was, was great. great yeah yeah 11 years in league for ovechkin the capitals they had blown four three one leads in the playoffs or five it was five five, five yeah because then this time would have been the sixth mm-hmm. and i mean if they would have lost uh the game thursday night i was hoping the capitals would win but i wanted them to lose on thursday night just to prolong the series and just to see the tension in the building on tonight, yeah, oh and yeah. there would have been some tight sphincters in the arena. Oh my god, they go down one goal too. It's the oh, here we go again, and it would have been bad. But yeah, the Ovechkin celebration. He's going on tour now. The cup. I thought everybody was allowed one day with the cup. Maybe that's after the parade. But mm-hmm. he has had like every day with the cup. He's had it doing keg stands outside, diving in fountains. Like he's given J.R. Smith run for a mo- run for his money, and J.R. Smith was on a. Hard bender after his thing, but Ovi is definitely more documented. Yeah. The only thing about J.R. Smith is he was going hard, but no one was taking videos of him. They're just taking pictures with his shirt off. Right. Except when he was on the golf course wearing a shirt. Yeah, no, uh, you're you're 100% right. Ovi's just, it's been electric the way he's been with uh you know he's he, he was shown at the at the nats game the yep. other day wearing a nats jersey and i loved it had the captain c on it i don't know and if you it, saw it yeah the they had the eight and Ovechkin on the back, but the lettering was so small. If you saw the back of the jersey, I didn't see the back. Like, let's I'd... give him a little. Let's give him the full player. But lettering. he's sitting there 
at the game, just like sitting in his seat, dance. Obviously, they're like in a suite, but you know they have the like the patio uh, area of a suite, and he's just sitting there dancing. He has like ten Bud Light cans in front of him. It's like, dude, live your best life. Yeah. You've earned this. You've been grinding away for like you said, eleven years, and it's you know it's kind of been it, not kind of it's been a huge monkey on his back, and it, for him to finally get it off and to win MVP of the yeah, final, the Con Smythe, yep. uh, you know, just it just caps off a great. Uh, a great season and obviously just kind of puts a cherry on top of his career. Yeah, and the cap uh, for Washington sports, they haven't been in a championship series since that in 1998. Yeah. Uh, when the Caps made it to the cup final, like they have been putrid in like all sports. Uh, so, so we've had the, in, the Cleveland team break the city, break the thing, the Cubs, the Eagles, the Capitals. I mean, teams are just knocking off. Yeah, long droughts. Cubs. I said that. Oh, did you? My bad. I did. I, that was the second <laughs> one. I said that. As much as it hurts. Uh, so I mean, Indians got to be right behind there. You got to think. Minnesota is now the longest running uh, city with uh, sports drought. Nineteen ninety one was when the Twins won. Then Atlanta's there. Like we're getting there. Are some cities that you don't think about. Uh, and the the Caps fans celebrating was really cool. For me, it reminded me a lot of like when the Cavs won the title in twenty sixteen. Of just people that you just don't think it's gonna happen, mm-hmm. and it was it's cool to see all those videos. Oh uh, no, for sure, there. especially like for me being obviously being a Redskins fan, I'm tuned into a bunch of DC reporters, DC people, and because of uh, you know on Twitter and whatever different message boards and things like that. So obviously they're all Caps fans too, and just to see like the pure, I don't even know what just like. It's just happiness. Yeah, joy, just yeah. pure elation of just like, holy crap, we finally did it. We just, you know, we just won a championship. It's it's great. And, it, you know, happy for the fans. Uh, you know, hopefully the Redskins are next in D.C. Yeah, and the, the best part, like, the night they win is awesome. But then up until the parade, like I remember when the Cavs won, the just the glow of happiness that you're in for the next four days. When even, is the parade? The parade's Tuesday. Tuesday, okay. But, like, I still remember, like, seeing pictures, like, oh, LeBron took the trophy, like, what Ovi's doing, taking the cup to the Caps game. Like, LeBron took the trophy out to dinner the first night, like a Tuesday night, and people are going nuts. And just that type of stuff is, like, awesome. The uh, is cool. It brought back some memories for me, but it's cool to see. It's not like the Warriors one where I don't even look at that. Yeah. Just because... Uh, we it, could now go into that. The Warriors won, obviously, swept the Cavs. We both thought it was going five. We should have known after game one it was a sweep. Yeah. We, we should have known. But, I mean, hey, even Look, game three, they were late, you know, they were up with, what, five minutes to go in the fourth? Four There's minutes four to go, years. and then, they, yeah, they just didn't finish, and Durant was the only reason they won the series. I'm convinced the Cavs win the series if Durant's not there. I don't know about this year, but last year. Yeah, I mean, he's been the finals MVP both uh, years. Last year, for sure. Last year, I would agree because they still had Kyrie. This, this year, year they won two or tough. three games. Yeah, go on seven. Like they, I mean, he just clearly takes them to a whole nother level. How how good of a gig does Steph have right now? Man? He that's the what I he could play so bad, and no one ever talks about him. If and LeBron had 11 points in a finals game, it would lead every sports center. Everybody would be talking about how yes. oh LeBron can't get it done in the finals, but because KD drops 43, that just gets swept under the rug, and you know Steph has a 1-for-9 night behind the arc, Yeah, 11 and points. Then, of course, the next just, night he's dropping 35. There's no pressure on the right, guy. Yeah. I mean, he has not, other than this finals, I don't think he's, the first two he did not really perform very well at all. 
But yeah, Steph gets a free pass. You know what he gets a free pass on too? So on Saturday morning when I was up here at work, I was going through some old 2016 uh, videos just to lift the spirits <laughs> up. It was good. It was good therapy. Uh, like after you break up with the next girlfriend, you're looking back at all the vacation pics you had together. <laughs> yeah, 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 no, I was just checking out 16, and I didn't even watch the – I watched the end of Game 7, I think, but the game I, – I think my favorite game of that series is Game 6. Yeah. And when Curry throws the mouthpiece in the oh, stands yeah. – Free pass on that. Yeah. I mean, free pass on everything he does, but we totally just take this to a different, this conversation to a whole nother place. But uh, to me, like I said, the, the, the rivalry, the Cavs Warriors rival, rivalry died the minute Durant went to the Warriors. And yeah, it's still fun to play the Warriors. You think, all right, this year I think they were gettable. And if they had Kyrie, they obviously don't. It would have been a different story, but that's the team the Cavs assembled. And they just got terrible. They couldn't shoot the three ball. I think they shot every game, they shot under 32% from three. And when they shot 35% or higher, they were like 10 and one in the playoffs. And when they shot below that, they were like one and eight yeah. or nine. So they shot terrible from three. How much time do we have till the next break? Like two minutes. Okay. I'm going to put you on the spot real quick. Five current NBA players that you have to put together to beat the Warriors. Who are your five? Just five? Just five. Well, yeah, five current NBA players to go against the Warriors right now. Okay, I say I take LeBron. I take uh, Paul George. I'll take... Uh, I'm thinking wings here. Yeah, exactly. Like, you got somebody that's going to stretch the floor but I, also play D. I, I, I'm thinking Simmons, but the problem with Simmons is... He cannot shoot outside yeah. the restricted area, which I mean, he could get charged for a charge mm. when he's not even. Or, but good thing for him will be four feet outside the restricted area. It'll, it'll, it'll be a block every time, so maybe that's a benefit. But so LeBron, Paul George, Kawhi, yeah, went healthy. Um, I'll take Kyrie because he could cook, and then. I'll take uh, – give me Embiid. Okay. All right, so we got three of the same. I'm okay. going LeBron, Kawhi, Kyrie. I thought we were going to be different on Kyrie. I didn't know if you were going to throw Kyrie in there. Well, I was trying to think off the top of my head, and I was like – But I'm, then I'm going to go AD. He's going to be the big. Okay. I want to change on Embiid's Anthony Yeah. <laughs> and then for my two guard, I'm putting Chris Paul out there. See, I thought about him. I thought about him. I don't want Harden. He'll just dribble yeah, the ball. Exactly. I don't want Westbrook. You don't want Russ. Because it, the other guys aren't seeing it. But like we've talked about on the show, wings win now. You, every time you can switch, and guys that can shoot the three. Like The thing with LeBron is you got to get guys that can shoot the three. And Kawhi, these, all those guys can do it and spread exactly. the floor. And they can all go get buckets on their own. For sure, and that's another thing the Cavs didn't have, except for Rodney Hood the last two yeah, games. He's the only guy that could create off the dribble. That's what the Cavs were lacking so much. Like That was what was great about Kyrie. Uh, he was able to create off the dribble. and But, yeah, that's a good question. Uh, and even then, I mean, that team definitely beats the Warriors. But, yeah. Well, uh, shoot. I mean, I would have five <laughs> all-stars. Yeah. No, but, all right, when we come back, we'll – we could t- we'll talk about the Warriors, I guess, and what what they do, I guess, going forward, and then we'll touch on the LeBron uh, free agency, as that's been the talk of the league for the past year, and it's really ramping it up now. What he does if he opts out uh, of his contract, that and more here on the short thing 
right after this. Mighty sure thing, Warren and Ryan. You know one guy who I thought of, Ryan, that we didn't mention? Giannis. I was thinking Giannis, but the thing is he, he can't, can't shoot, shoot either. either. Exactly. Know, you need shooters. What, I know. You need shooters to space the floor. But I think I might just pick Giannis because his wingspan is, what, yeah. eight feet? Yeah, I mean, just so, put him on KD, and you know they'll yes, that'll be a decent. Amount. Yeah, but that's so. see, same thing with AD. If you put him to defend KD, that's another thing. All right, there's a lot of options here. It was a good, good question. Eh, good you know, question. Every once in a while, blind, <laughs> yeah. blind squirrel finds a nut. All right, so the Warriors. Uh, I mean, Durant's out here. Here's my thing on the Warriors. When I look at them, I didn't. I will say I did not see one second of the celebration. I haven't seen any pictures. Yeah. Nothing. Well, my, the last time I watched the game, I I turned the game off or I went upstairs. When uh, LeBron exited. That's all I need to see. All right. The thing about the Warriors, I look at them, especially last year because I actually saw a little bit of it against my will just flipping through the channels the day after. Uh, accidentally went to ESPN when SportsCenter was on one time. Big mistake. Yeah. Made sure to not do that this time. Uh, but they just don't seem like they're happy they won a title. But, like, the joy of winning it, it just doesn't seem like it's – maybe I'm just wanting to think that they don't – that they know they or Durant took the easy way out. But, I mean, it just – you know when you see a team – like Kobe when he was 3 peating, yeah, he was, like, happy every single time. Oh, yeah. And even when Le- the Heat repeated, they were going nuts. LeBron's dancing on the sidelines. Like, there's not that – I mean, obviously they're happy they won. But it just doesn't seem like it's there, I guess. I don't know. No, I would agree. And it's almost like that dominant AAU team that just comes in and wins every tournament. And like they're just ex- – well, I also think it's because they're so entitled. Oh, yeah. Like they're so entitled they just expect to win, so it's like, all right, they won. But I do think it's interesting. Durant – like everybody just every, – everyone's personal record book, mine included, Durant has zero rings. Like he's yeah. he's got – which is dumb because the guy's the second best player in the league and he's unbelievable. Like he's a seven footer that can just pull up from 30 feet and bang down threes whenever he wants. It's amazing. And he should be a likable guy. Like he was a likable guy in OKC. Oh, for sure. Him and K- him and Russ were like, yes, you know, everyone they- loved him. And then he's just done this 180 of turning like, oh, everyone, he's trying to be the villain and he's. It's very much kind of like when LeBron went to the yeah, Heat for the very I beginning. Think LeBron in the second year kind of embraced it. Yeah. He Durant's trying to embrace it, but when you got burner accounts, you're a softy. Oh yeah. And for he's sure. trying to fake tough everybody. The, my, my least favorite moment was game three when he hits that dagger three and then he turns around and just scowls at the crowd. I'm just oh, like yeah, whatever. I was like, get out of here, bro. Were, I've had way worse moments than that. But when he put it up, I knew it was I was just like I think I went in the fetal position of please don't go away. Oh, for sure. No, I was watching and as soon as he pulled up and let it go, I said game over. Yeah. And it was it was, it was a wrap. But I mean but just that alone, like that fake persona of come at me or 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 when he's in the tunnel and somebody says, Hey, UT's oh, butt yes. and UT's you're gonna try butt? like that's what's gonna set you off. Come on. Like saying that your fake college tough. that you went to for a semester yes. is I know. that they're not good. Everybody knows UT is not good at pretty much anything right now. Baseball's making a nice little run. But I'm saying like it's a joke. Yeah, oh for sure. And you're gonna get fake tough oh yeah, this security guard has to hold me back, or I'll say, you know, gonna I do would, anything. No. And let me tell you what, those dudes from East Lake Willoughby, someone said those are like <laughs> the white trash there on the east side. I was dying laughing about that. I'm the funny dude's like, yeah, he's going to yam on you, trying to act all tough. Like the video's hilarious. But yeah, Softy McSofty. And I think it's interesting. Like, he's going to opt in, he's going to re sign with the Warriors. What they do is interesting. Uh, Joe Lacob 
remember they were booing him when Chris Mullen uh they retired Chris Mullen's jersey. Like the Warriors fans didn't like Joe Lacob. But what they're gonna do, are they gonna pay everybody? It's gonna be interesting. They're obviously re signing Durant. I think this Mark Stein thing of LeBron talking to Durant and them teaming up anywhere, that's ridiculous. LeBron ain't teaming up with no. Durant. No way. But so that leads us to the LeBron free agency. Now, NBA insider Josh Cribbs came in on this. If you don't know, Josh Cribbs played in the NFL. For, I was wondering if that's the same one. I was like, yes, yes. Played for the Browns for like seven years, six years. Is tied for all time, I think, kickoff returns with like eight yeah. in his career or something. Uh, NBA, no, in, Wasn't it Toledo Rocket? Kent State Golden Kent Flash. Kent State, yeah, that's also, right. Also where my father went. And Antonio Gates went, and Julian Edelman, who just got popped for the four game suspension, went. Uh, but so NBA insider Josh. And that Cribs, was your mid major f- football update? Uh, yeah, well, that was your Golden Flashes <laughs> pros update, not even mid major football. Uh, but he's tweeted out his sources, whoever that is, says that Russell Westbrook's going to the Caps next year, oh which gosh. made me laugh out loud funny. But how would he's He's locked in for the next, what, three they would years? They have to trade him. Yeah, exactly. They would have to trade. But, okay, I think there's about three options for LeBron. Philly, Houston, and the Cavs. I don't think the Lakers are in the mix. I, I think they're in the mix, but I don't think they're a major like, They're a major favorite, player. Yeah. Now, they could be, and I could be wrong on this. No, I think but you're right. I think the big – it's LeBron – I also knew the Cavs were losing when LeBron on Thursday was talking about super teams and everything. I was like, dude, we got a game to play tomorrow, yeah. and I like to try and win one. But it's interesting what he said is. He was talking about super teams and what do we need to do to beat Golden State. Like, I don't think the Cavs are far off. Like, I think they're – say they trade for C.J. McCollum, Damian Lillard, something like that. I would love for them to trade for Bradley Beal. Okay, Bradley Beal would be great because I, I was, think you got to split up those two guards. Yeah, I was hoping they would trade. They would draft him. He went to pick before, but uh, yeah, something like that. Another guard wing that can create off the ball would be great. And then they they have George Hill's expiring contract. They can trade. They got some. They don't have a lot to work with, but the eighth pick is going to be big. They can trade Kevin Love if they want to trade Kevin Love. Uh, I don't think I would be for that. I. I think Love is much better as like the third guy. Yeah, and if you say you get McCollum or Lillard, I mean Lillard is my dream scenario. Oh, Kawhi is obviously dream scenario that ain't happening. But if they could somehow get Lillard out of there, that would be amazing. And then get McCollum. Like there are ways where LeBron stays. And then what LeBron is saying, yeah, he's still in championship mode. Look, I know the the Celtics are going to be tough next year with Hayward. I think the Celtics are trading Kyrie in the off season. I think they're trading him. Really? Yes. I think they're trading him. I think everywhere he goes, he's a problem in the locker room. Like, you don't get nasal surgery the day of Game 7 of the Eastern yeah, Conference Yeah, that was Finals. a head-scratcher. And don't show up. Like, Or you, you get a, you're there for Game 7. Right. No matter who you are. Hayward was there, but he was in the locker room. Like, you are there. I think they know Rogier can play well. They don't need Kyrie. They'll try and get something back. They And he's always hurt. That knee's... That that was his microfracture knee got mm. new surgery on, or they had a allegedly minor surgery that he missed so much time for. So I think he's gone. Yeah, the Sixers are going to be tough, whatever they do in the draft, whoever they get in free agency. But the interesting thing was after the game was LeBron was talking about his family. His son LeBron Jr. is about to be a freshman in high school. 
And, I mean, I think LeBron wants his LeBron James Jr. to play in the LeBron James Arena or gym. The The gym is named after LeBron James at St. Vincent St. Mary. Wants to see his son play some high school basketball. And so I think that's a big driving force that people aren't really talking about is his, seeing his kids play basketball. And his wife, Savannah, was like the number one driving force behind coming to Cleveland. She did not like living in Miami from everything that's been, that I've read and heard about that. So family's a big thing. And you can still make some trades and get some good players uh, with the Cavs and line up the squad and hope Chris Paul doesn't pop a hamstring next year and go, and go up against the Warriors or whoever. Any chance you think Chris Paul comes to Cleveland? Uh, yeah, he's, they. I don't think they can make that happen. Right, because he wants max money. Well, max money, but he opted into his contract last year, and the Cavs can't execute a sign and trade with their cap space, with the with their salary at. Mm-hmm. Like they can't do a sign and trade. So I don't unless they do like, oh, you sign, and then you got to wait what ninety days. Yeah, but they do something like that. Where but do you I think Kyrie's get, going? I don't think he's getting traded. Where do you think's a good landing spot for him? I don't know. No one thought Kyrie was getting traded last year. Well, yeah, but I mean, then he he forced his way out. That was he did so- not force he he did not force his way out. The Cavs he requested a trade when he found out David Griffin was assessing Kyrie's trade value, and he got mad, and he's like, "I want out of here." And guess what? What the Cavs should have done was saying, "No, you're staying here." We'll, we'll play your bluff on getting knee surgery and you threaten to sit out the whole season. He gets knee surgery at the beginning of the year. He's playing. You think Kyrie with the Uncle Drew movie coming out is sitting out in the playoffs? That is a bunch of garbage. He's out there playing. I got a, I got a scenario for you. So one of the teams you named for LeBron just lost their GM. Well, David Griffin, yes. That's why I, David Griffin, this all goes back to me saying David Griff, Dan Gilbert letting David Griffin go as a Cavs GM last year was one of the worst moves in franchise history and changed the whole complexion of the franchise going forward. So, yes, David Griffin goes to Philly. It makes him even more enticing for LeBron because he already knows his working relationship with David Griffin is great. And every time LeBron talks, he praises David Griffin about, oh, Kyle Korver's great. This trade was great. This was great. This was great. I mean, the guy just praises him. He did a great job. So you think what if what if like a Kyrie for Fultz and Sarich and like a pick, and Kyrie gets traded to Philly? Yeah, from well, from Boston. Well, then LeBron ain't going to Philly. What if they have a little like? Look, nice I would reunion? I would love if Kyrie and LeBron were reunited again I with think, Ben Simmons and Embiid. Well, it'd be great. They would be Robert great. Cummington. Yes, JJ Redick. But I don't think the the Celtics wouldn't take Fultz back. I'm thinking Kyrie. Yeah, they literally tra- passed on him. What if Kyrie gets traded to like Minnesota for Towns or something? Like, there are things that people don't even aren't even talking about. Like, yeah. I'm just saying I think there's a good chance he gets traded in the offseason. But the LeBron thing, like I said, what do you what do you think he's doing? We got like a minute and twenty seconds. Left I, in the I agree wholeheartedly with you. It's either uh, going to be Philly. I don't think Houston. I think it's actually going to be Philly. Cavs, Lakers, in that order, and I, I, and I think, and I think, I think it's Philly, Cavs, and then way down the line is Lakers. Yeah, one of the things I would see if the Cavs, Paul George, has an opt-in, you trade the eighth pick to Oklahoma City and get Paul George to opt-in for the next year, and you get LeBron and Paul George next year. Something they were trying to get uh, for this year. Yeah, that's a possibility for sure. Um, there was one other thing I. Well, wanted. why would no? Why wouldn't you just have Paul George not opt in so he's a free agent and then because you, you can't sign him, you wouldn't get his rights. Oh, because you don't have his money, or they, they wait, have what do you zero mean? caps. 
Yeah, they you said need zero bird cap. rights okay, to resign yeah. the guys. Okay. They, so him opting in, then they would get the rights for the, the next, next year. Okay. And say LeBron comes back, 2019, the Cavs will have a max space open because they'll buy out JR, they'll buy out George Hill, and they'll have a max slot open. So they can sign a guy the next offseason after this one. Yeah. But, oh, the other thing that no one's talking about, the Cavs can offer him a five-year max for $235 million. I know LeBron has all the money in the world, but don't you think he wants to be saying, at 34 years old, I was the highest-paid player in the league and I'm the most sought-after player in the league 14 years in? Well, and plus, too, the, all the money he gave up while he was in Miami, I think he's trying to, like, you know, get yeah, some of that back. Yeah, even though he gave up pennies on the dollar. But still, you, yes. know, you know, that's kind of more so for the ego type, ego thing. No, I agree, but I'm saying I think the money of them offering him $230 million, the most, is what they can do. All right, we'll obviously continue to follow the story here on the short thing. There's also some rumors going on that Dan Gilbert's going to sell the team and LeBron will own the team later on the line, but who knows? I've been hearing that for a while. All right, when we come back, we will let you know when the USA is playing their game times for the World Cup as the World Cup starts on Thursday. And uh, we'll talk U.S. Open for a little bit here on Talk Radio 1190 on the short thing. Everyone knows you. What a great song. I mean, song of the World Cup here. Warren and Ryan finishing off the last segment on Talk Radio 1190. Sadly, as you might have forgotten, the USA is not playing in the World Cup. I'll have to give you those times on the short thing in 2022 if they qualify in Qatar. But they, uh, we need to remember that they could not tie against Trinidad and Tobago to go to the World Cup. So they are out. I, I'm curious. I was talking to my dad. I was like, how many people, because you know the World Cup, it's just a reason to go to bars in the afternoon and drink and watch soccer, the national pride and everything like that. Everyone gets swooped up by it. Yeah. But how many people, when they find out, oh, the World Cup starts Thursday, they're going to be like, oh, what, when are we going to the bar to watch the USA play? Like, how many people that would normally go watch don't know the USA is in it? Sadly, probably a good handful. I think like... 40%. 40. Wow, that's high. I don't know. I that's mean, high. maybe 30. I don't know. I'll, I'll tell you, uh, back at the last World Cup, I was uh, totally guilty of being swooped up in the whole let's go drink at noon because USA is playing. Yeah. And there's a big, always big groups or big watch parties. It's fun. Or, you know, you're texting your buddy the day, the night before, hey, what are you doing for the game tomorrow? Yeah. Let's go catch it. So, yeah, oh, 100%. It's, it's great. I was bartending at the time. If you were bartending or if I was working during one of the uh, games, I knew I was going to cash in because there's going to be a ton of people. I even had a little uh, American flag headband I was wearing because yeah. I was, you know, I got a jersey. I got one of those headband things too, and we would go every game and watch uh, with with my buddies at Texas State to go watch. Them. Yeah, it we was, even did that for the women's World Cup the next year. I don't know if I did that. We did that just be like, oh, let's go, let's cheer on the. I'm also a bigger soccer guy uh, than you are, but uh, yeah. So the U.S. is not in it, um, but yeah, that's going to be a shame. Are you still in on the? Are you going to watch some of the World Cup this year or not? I I am. I watch the Premier League every week, uh, so I'm going to be in on this. It's it's still a big event, but for you, you're just a sports fan in general. What's your uh, thoughts on? Yeah, this? I'll probably. I'm not going to be locked in. I'll probably be just keep it cat. You know, just very surface level. I'll probably watch Portugal games because I'm a big Ronaldo fan. I'll probably watch Brazil. You know, the big guys, Argentina. Well, 
You also probably watch the games because you can watch it here. They're on at 7 a.m. Yeah, it'll give me something to watch <laughs> while I'm at work. That's perfectly, that's 100% true. So, you know, I will, you know, it'll be one of those things like if, if there's nothing on or like I said, if one of the good teams is playing, but I'm not going to be watching. I can't even. You're name. not watching. Uh, uh, one of the games is like Nigeria or the, there's some tough games out yeah, there. There's like a Saudi Arabia versus Iran game yeah, or something. That, that, I, that's yeah. when I was going to throw those two out there, but I didn't know if that was They're in there. Okay. But uh no, so you know, that's that's how I'm that's how that's where I'll be with it. I'll, I'll watch the big games, I'll watch the big names. Um but I'm not going to be super locked in fill, I haven't filled out my World Cup bracket yet. Okay. So on Friday I could say you're not watching Morocco versus Iran. Yeah. Even though it's on at 10 a.m.? Yeah. Price is Right is on at 10 a.m., so I can't okay, do that. Okay, yeah, that's right. That's more electric than that. <laughs> but uh, big game on Friday, though, like Portugal and Spain play each other. Um, teams to watch, I would say, obviously, the usual suspects, Spain, France, Argentina, Germany, Brazil. A team, Belgium, is like one of the co-favorite. Like, it's like six or seven teams that have a chance to win. It's pretty wide open. Belgium's up there. With the other that I mentioned, uh, I mean, I'm excited. Some players, if you want to, if you're looking for some players, I think Egypt has a dark is a dark horse chance to make a run. They got this guy Mo Salah, played for Liverpool, scored 44 goals this past season for for Liverpool in all competitions. Got a little shoulder injury as he got body slammed in the last game. Oh yeah, I did uh, see that. So he is electric for Egypt. He's a guy to watch. France is so loaded. I think Nigeria is going to be a fun team to watch. They got a lot of good young guys to play. Uh, if you want to, ref- Mexico's in it. They're playing. They're in Germany's group. Um, but I mean, the usual suspects, like I said, Brazil, Argentina, France, uh, Spain, and uh, who's the group of death? We always have a group of death. Okay, so the group of death. It's kind of tough because there's. Uh, I mean, it's hard to. I don't know if there's like a one like big time group of death. Mm. Maybe it's Argentina, Iceland, Croatia, Nigeria. Really? Yeah, I mean Croatia is a really good. Nigeria's good. Uh like there's I mean Spain and Portugal are in there but Morocco and Iran kind of round that out. It's not there aren't like like it wasn't like USA, Ghana, Germany, uh, and whoever else and uh, Portugal, yeah. Th- th- there's not like this heavy hitter, like four stud nations or like solid nations playing uh, in the same same thing. But there's uh, England, Panama, Belgium. I mean, England's on the outside. You want to root for them, whatever. I've kind of taken the Polish, the my uh, Polish roots. Germany, Mexico, Sweden. That I mean, that's okay. That's a like I said. There's like not four really good teams. There they'll they'll be like three. Yeah. In a in one, but uh, big, big, big World Cup for uh, Lionel Messi. He has not won a tro- major trophy with Argentina in his international career. The last three major tournaments he's been in, they've been in it in the finals, and they've lost in penalty kicks, and then they lost the previous World Cup in extra time to Germany. So he's due. No South American country has ever won a World Cup in Europe. So that's something will happen if Brazil and Argentina are your flavor. But mm-hmm. the same thing, the last World Cup was in Brazil, and no European team had ever won in South America, and Germany won. I also am interested in how this World Cup in Russia, what are we going to get from the fans? Yeah. 
uh, one of these players from England, he was uh, black as Danny Rose. He's a, a, de- a defensive player for them. He told his family not to show up because he doesn't want them to be uh, to have to deal with all the racist, the racism and abuse that the uh, uh, black players are going to get. So that's a storyline we'll have to see. Russia's got a pretty easy group. Russia, Saudi Arabia, Egypt, and Uruguay. Uruguay should get out of that. But I just think it's interesting. It's in, like what the dynamic in Russia is going to be. As there was an E60 that came out today that said, if you're not doping, you're not trying in sp- for Russian sports. So like what happens there? And like I, I think that's a, the backstories with the Russian team and like it being in Russia, what's going to happen there, I think are fast. Are in, I don't not want to say fascinating, but interesting. And I hope like the racism stuff isn't just like overshadowing the thing, which I think it, it, there's a good chance it's there's brought chance up a it lot. It, yeah. yeah, I would agree. And, you know, that's something you it, when it's taken away from the game, I mean, everybody knows that part of soccer is the crazy fandom and the hooligans yeah, but and you stuff don't like need that. To be ri- no, no, that's not that. Yeah. That's what I was about to say. Is when it gets to the point where it's taking away from the game altogether. Even me as a casual sports fan and a even more casual soccer fan, yeah, it's, that's just something you don't want, especially on a world stage like this when millions, if not yeah. billions, of eyes are watching. Like the great part is everyone get the chance going and everything like that. Yeah. But then when fans in Russia start throwing bananas on the field, right. it's not good. Or Molotov cocktails. <laughs> yeah, or whatever. <laughs> Maybe they'll throw some uh, vodka out there or whatever. Who knows? I don't know what really that would do. Maybe just get their players feeling right. But, all right, my pick for the World Cup, I think Argent- I hope Argentina's going to win. I'm a big, messy guy, so I hope Argentina Who's is your favorite make- soccer player, though? It's probably messy. Yeah, you didn't get. You said you're a big, messy guy. Oh, yeah. Boom, roasted. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I think the... The quarter, like the round of sixteen matches, yeah. if like France and some of these teams win, there could be some big time showdowns uh, early on rather than in the semis. All right, shifting over to the U.S. Open, that's at Shinnecock on Long Island. Tiger's already got the yacht there. Tiger's there was out on the range today practicing. Was there yesterday too? Uh, I uh, I think this is pretty wide open for the second major of the year. I don't know how Tiger's going to play. I think he needs to get his uh, putter out. He needs to get the putter working. The putter's been the problem for him. His ball striking's been great. Another guy who has been uh, the putter's been terrible for him is Jordan Spieth. He is second in ball striking on tour when you look at the categories. So what's he going to do? You got Rory. I mean, Justin Rose is playing great. Dustin Johnson won today in Memphis. I think this is going to – I hope this is shaping up to be like – a. Really good finish for a U.S. Open. Last year, Brooks Kepka won 16 under one. I hope we're closer to par. I like when the U.S. Open, these guys got to hack it out. Shinnecock Hills, last time I was there in 2004, the greens were so fast. Players were complaining. Balls were rolling off the green. They couldn't even stop. Uh, the fairways then were 25 degree, or twenty-five yards wide. Now they're out to 40 on average, so they widen it a little bit. But the fescue is up there. It should be interesting. Yeah, no, I agree. I think this is very wide open. Um and I also agree with what you said about what you like when it's closer to par. What was it, two or three years ago when DJ won it and it was out in California? And I think he No, won he won at Oakmont. Last year, Brooks Kepka won 16 under. Right, right, right. But who, okay, was it, maybe it was four years ago. I remember watching, when was the last time it was out in California? And they, it, I think. The, the last time it was in California was 2010, I think. Okay, what's that? At that Pebble long Beach. Ago? Was it the one in Chambers Bay when it looked like you couldn't even tell yeah. the, 
That was in Seattle. Oh, that was in Seattle. Yeah, that's right. But that was around it was right by the water. Yeah, yes. I think I think I think DJ won it that year. No, Spieth won it. DJ won the year after. I, okay, then um, whoever won it, I think they were like at plus one. Was yeah, the, Jordan was, was yeah. like even or plus one. Yeah. yeah. No, and those so are the I, best I think the U.S. Open. Yeah, maybe maybe it came down to him and DJ or something. I think Hit, DJ yo, was yes. okay. It came down DJ three putt of the last hole. That's what, yeah, yeah, yeah. He had an eagle putt to win, birdie putt to playoff, and then a par putt. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah. He, he butchered it, blew it. Yeah, but no, I agree. I mean, because when you get when you get um, rounds like that, and even tournaments like that, I think that that obviously adds to it. And if you're trying to attract. You know the the casual sports fan. That's what you're gonna want. You're gonna want a little suspense and a little, you know, something to root for. Um, but you know, like you said, your usual suspects. I'd like to see you know Bryson DeChambeau. He won last I, week, and I heard I was listening to a golf podcast. He went out to Shinnecock like three weeks ago, four mm. weeks ago, a month ago. Shot 66 out there. Wow! But it wasn't playing like in the conditions. Right. It was softer, but still, 66 is 66. Yeah. And. If it rains for Shinnecock and it gets softened, that's when you get the low scores. Like that's what hurt Aaron Hills last year. Why Kepka was sixteen under? It rained and there was no wind, and that course Aaron Hills needed to be played with wind. It was seventy eight hundred yards, the longest course ever in U.S. Open history, and they shot the lowest score ever in U.S. Open history. So they need wind, and they no, need no rain. So who is your pick for the U.S. Open? Oh man, uh, I mean, I. Speed's just really not playing well. I'm definitely not picking Tiger. I get, and you're gonna. I guarantee it's gonna be somebody that's just like, uh, let's go, Alex Norin. Oh, okay. You like that? I like that. All right. I'm going Justin Rose. Yeah, he I won a Colonial. Rose. He's been a machine. He's won a U.S. Open before, and a couple other guys. I think if you want a little outside chance, Patrick Cantley's been playing well. You said DeChambeau. I think he's a guy. I think Henrik Stenson is gonna be primed for it, and Brandon Grace always seems to show up. In the uh, U.S. Opens, he's a South African guy. Uh, I think he is primed for the. T- he's primed to contend, and I think I think I said Phil. I think Phil's got a shot here. I'm also throwing DJ in there just because he's just well, reclaimed the world yeah. number one ranking. Yes, <laughs> yeah. So DJ, I mean, I think we're gonna get like we haven't even mentioned Rory. Yeah. He's been like, I think we're gonna get a bunch of the top players up on the leaderboard. But then there's also gonna be like some guys. That our top players say Jason Day and those guys that missed the cut that just don't have it that week. What about Beef? He's in it. I know. That's why I'm asking. I don't know. I'm saying. I don't know. He'll be a fan favorite, though. Quick Ovi update in the cup I just saw on Twitter. He's grilling with the Stanley, Stanley Cup by his side, and we are the champions playing in the background. Love it. Live your best <laughs> so life. So he is me. living his best life. All right, that wraps it up here for The Short Thing on Talk Radio 1190. Follow us on SoundCloud and iTunes at The Short Thing, and we'll talk to you guys next Sunday night.